We're looking through Hebrews 12 together. This is day two. We're going to look again at verses one to four, some different parts of that verse. They sort of hang together with these four ways that you and I can run with endurance. Let me read again the verses to begin today. One to four. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Yesterday, we talked about the first two things you and I can do from these verses to run the race that God has for us with endurance. First, be pure. Be pure. There's some things to let go of. There's some sin that entangles. And you've got to throw those things off. Be pure. Second, be ambitious. Be ambitious to run the race that God has set out for you. Not someone else's race, God's race for you. Be pure, be ambitious. Number three, be Christ-focused. Be Christ-focused. In order to run the race well, run the race with endurance, you have to ask yourself, what is it that's getting my attention? What's getting my attention? And when you're looking for strength to endure, it's very tempting to look in the wrong direction. You look back, you look to the past, maybe I can draw out of it some strength to endure. Or you look ahead, you look to the future, maybe I can draw out of it the day my goals will be achieved, some strength to endure. Or you look within, maybe there's some strength within myself that will give me the strength to endure. Or you look without, you look at the people that are around you, maybe they'll give me all that I need to have strength to endure. And you can find some encouragement in all those places, but none of them will result in lasting endurance. They might give you a momentary boost, but that's not where you look for lasting endurance. Where do you look for lasting endurance? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You look at Jesus. In fact, fix your eyes on Jesus. Not just a glance, but this idea of fixing your eyes is the idea of focused attention. Focused attention on Jesus. Not just knowing he's there, like in your peripheral vision, spiritual vision, Some of us have peripheral spiritual vision. We sort of know he's there, but he's not really who we're looking at. No, you bring him into your focus. When you get on a plane, they they get up and they give warnings about what to do in case the plane goes down. Here's what to do about your seatbelt. Here's what to do about the flotation device. And most people don't listen. We don't fix our eyes on that. But if something happened to the plane and the flight attendant got up and said, this plane may crash, let me tell you those things one more time, you would fix your attention in that moment, because you know, this is what I need to live. I fix my eyes on Jesus when I realize he's the one I need to live. Fix your eyes, focus upon, this scripture says, the author and perfecter of your faith. The author, he started your faith. The perfecter, he will finish your faith. He knows how to get things started in your life. He's an expert at finishing well in your life. Focus on the author and perfecter. Focus, these verses say, on the one who endured the cross. And did you notice, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. One of my favorite sentences, phrases in scripture. Jesus endured the cross, not just for the sake of enduring, but for the sake of the joy of knowing you would be in eternity with him. For the sake of the joy of knowing he would be forgiving your sins as you accepted that gift. The cross, the most excruciating of punishments, of death sentences. It was also, if you don't realize it, it was also one of the most humiliating 
of death sentences. The higher ups in society would not be put on a cross. They would be killed in some other way. It was only the lowest of low. It was only the lowest of criminals who would be put on a cross and ridiculed in this kind of way. And Jesus was treated in this way. Public humiliation. But the Bible says here, Jesus scorned the shame. He's despised the shame is another way to say that phrase. He didn't care about the shame because he knew about the joy. You focus on the one who endured the cross. Jesus didn't rejoice in the cross. He rejoiced in what it would mean. He looked beyond the cross to your salvation, to our salvation. Faith helps us to understand suffering, not to enjoy it. Faith helps us to see beyond the suffering to what God's doing through it. So you focus on the one who endured the cross. You focus on the author and perfecter of our faith. You fix your eyes on Jesus. This phrase also, you focus on the one who's sitting at God's right hand. Remember, we've come across this again and again through the book of Hebrews. Here's Jesus sitting at God's right hand. He is in control. God is in control. And so these verses say, consider him. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. When you consider him, when you fix your eyes on Jesus, it affects your endurance in two powerful ways. You don't grow weary. You get outer strength. You get the physical strength to go one more day. And you don't lose heart. You get the inner strength you need, the emotional strength, the spiritual strength to keep trusting in him. Consider him. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Endurance means I think about Jesus every day of my life. Even more than that, every moment, every hour. When I fix my eyes on Jesus, I have the strength to endure. And there's a final thing you and I have to do to have the strength to endure, and that is be encouraged. Be encouraged. And one of the ways to be encouraged is to be around encouraging people. Endurance means I choose to surround myself with examples and encouragers in my life, people who will encourage me. So now this is the fourth of those things that you and I can do to run with endurance. We need to be pure, we need to be ambitious, we need to be Christ-focused, and we need to be encouraged. And if you like acrostics, pure, P, A, ambitious, C, Christ-focused, and E, encouraged, spells pace. Just an easy way to remember the four things you and I need to do. We need examples and encouragers to live with endurance. Now, you may think, I don't have any examples and encouragers, but these verses tell us, yes, you do. The Bible is filled with them. Hebrews chapter 11 talked about them. And then Hebrews 12 begins by saying, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, not just people who lived in the past, but witnesses of what we're doing now. This cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 12 is the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And the picture here, in fact, Living Bible translates this as, since there are so many great saints from the past who are now watching us from the grandstands, they're witnessing this life of faith that you're living. This picture, if you can get this picture in your mind of the Olympic heroes from the past of faith, and now you're running in the Olympics of faith, and you look up in the crowd and you see this incredible crowd cheering you on in your faith. Now, in the real Olympics, if someone were a javelin thrower, they might look up in the crowd and see a javelin thrower from the past who'd been a hero, a champion. Mile runners would see someone who'd been a mile runner and be encouraged by that person. Those heroes would have a real heart for the particular events that they were watching at that moment. They would be particularly cheering those people on. And I think about that with the past. And I think about those people who are cheering you on right now. 
when you stumble and fall, when you're tripped up by sin, I can almost sense King David, who was tripped up by sin with Bathsheba, standing up in the crowd and saying, get up, keep running. God still has a purpose and plan for your life. When you give sacrificially, not totally knowing why you made that step of faith, but God prompted you to give and you did it, Abel stands up and says, no matter what the cost, it is worth the sacrifice. When you run away from God's will, when you do your own thing and you have your own schemes for far too long in life, Jacob stands up in the crowd and keeps cheering you on and saying, God still has a plan for your life. You keep wrestling with God. Don't stop wrestling because he's going to win out in the end. When you try to do it your way, figure out God's plan your way, there's Abraham standing up encouraging you that God has a way and his way is going to win out in the end if you keep trusting in him. When you feel all alone, there's Noah standing up in the crowd reminding you that hundred year span where he felt all alone building the ark, God was with him. God will be with you. When you put your foot in your mouth, there's Peter standing up in the crowd saying, oh, I know about that one. I know about that one. But Jesus will keep using you even though you put your foot in your mouth sometimes. When you walk with God, when you have a day of sensing his presence, there's Enoch encouraging you with joy. When you feel like you're on the shelf, God's done with you. Moses encourages you. I felt that way. God wasn't done with me. When the job seems too big for you, Moses keeps encouraging you. I felt that way. God still used me. When you're facing a devastating blow to God's plan in your life, Moses says, oh, I was at the Red Sea. God's still going to have a plan for your life. When you laugh at the impossibility of God's will, there's Abraham once again. Been there, done that. That doesn't mean God's will stops working in your life. And when you have problems with your family, there's Joseph standing up thinking, <laughs> saying, I had problems with my family. They meant it for bad, but God can miraculously use it for good. I could go on and on and on. There are people of faith from the past who are cheering you on right now in this race that God has set out for you. Let's pray together. Our Father, help us to hear in our heart now through your word these encouragements from the past, those who ran this life of faith, who endured. They weren't perfect, but they endured. They struggled, they stumbled sometimes, but they endured. And Lord, we want to endure. We want to live that kind of life. So I pray that we'd hear encouragement in them. And I pray in that encouragement and in fixing our eyes on Jesus, that you would give us the strength we need today to live the life of faith that you have for us today, to run the race that you have for us today. We ask for this strength in Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're gonna to see together how God disciplines those he loves. <laughs> <laughs>